going to give you five ideas for products you can make for your podcast, even if you're a hobby podcaster. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 205. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. One of the things that podcasters often want to do at all ends of the spectrum of podcasting is to make money in some way. For some podcasters, that is simply to pay for this hobby, to pay for your hosting bills with Blueberry or Libsyn, or to pay for your website, to pay for your microphone. For some podcasters, it's to make their actual living from the podcast or from the business that results from the podcast. This goes along nicely with what we'll be presenting in the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast. And yes, I did say we for a reason. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. Wherever you are in this spectrum, making products can be a great way for you to monetize your podcast, but not only to make money, but also give your audience a way to represent their fandom their, and show their loyalty for your content. So don't look at this as just a money-making opportunity. Look at this as an opportunity to give your fans what they would probably love to have and on the side maybe making a few extra dollars with it. So I've got five product ideas for you that can apply to many different types of podcasters. Number one, extra content. Number two, podcast merchandise. Number three, unofficial fan products. Number four, training resources. And number five, solutions. So check out the show notes along with this, and I'd love your comments on each of these, as well as your suggestions for other ideas, and you can follow along in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash product ideas. Number one, extra content. When you have great content and you have a loyal audience, you could really consider creating products out of more of your content. Making more content is a great way to grow your podcast. It can also be a great way to monetize your podcast at all ends of the spectrum of podcasting. And here are some ideas of things that you could do to create extra content that you could then sell. For example, you could sell the pre or post show whenever you are recording your podcast. This would be what leads up to and what follows your official podcast recording time. So go ahead and record that pre-show and the post-show. Sometimes that can be really fun. Sometimes that could be really valuable. I really enjoy watching Dave Jackson's Ask the Podcast Coach when he does it live on Saturday mornings over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Because after he and Jim Collison finish doing their episode and before, they're still talking about podcasting. And it's great to hear their perspectives, what they're talking about. It's great bonus material. Dave, Jim, you guys could turn that into a product almost or make that part of the podcast. Similar thing happens with Podcasters Roundtable that Ray Ortega hosts and then Dave Jackson and I are co-hosts. In fact, we recently did an episode about interviewing. That's a great episode. We talked about being interviewed and interviewing others and the place of interviews and podcasting. It was a great conversation. We had some great guests over there as well. 
Check that out at podcastersroundtable.com. But when we do that podcast, there's some great post-show conversation that I know some people would probably pay for just to hear some of the stuff that we talk about in the post-show. When we turn off the live stream, we stay on sometimes up to another hour or two hours one time talking about all other kinds of things related to podcasting. That kind of content could be something that you sell or monetize in some way. Another great example of people doing this, not necessarily podcasting because they're no longer distributing this content as a podcast, but Rhett and Link, who are very popular on YouTube. They have one of the most popular channels on YouTube with their daily video show called Good Mythical Morning. That's where they present some kind of prepared content that is entertaining. It's not always funny, but their personalities come through and it makes it always entertaining. What they then do after that, which is only about 10 to 15 minutes for a show, after that, they keep the camera running and then they have an after show, which they call Good Mythical More. I have links to these in the show notes for episode 205 at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash product ideas. In this Good Mythical More, sometimes it's just they continue the conversation of what they had. Like maybe in their episode, they presented the top five of something And then in their after show, they present some of the runners up or they talk about certain things or they tell certain stories. Sometimes if they're trying a weird food product, they bring some of their crew into the camera so that the crew can try that weird food product. It's extra entertaining content. And the viewership number for that extra content is usually about one third of their regular content viewership numbers. So they could monetize that. They're monetizing in many other ways, and I'll mention that more in just a moment. But consider making your pre- and post-show maybe something that you could monetize. It might not necessarily be valuable enough to sell by itself, but you could package it with the entire episode to say something like, buy the complete unedited edition or the uncut edition, uncensored, whatever kind of word you want to use, that includes both the pre-show and the post-show, but also it includes the regular podcast, maybe in unedited form, so people could get a more behind-the-scenes look. Some people will eat that up. They will love that kind of thing, especially when you have a loyal, engaged audience. Another kind of extra content you could create would be bonus episodes. This is where you could create something that could be just another podcast episode, It doesn't have to be something elaborate, but it might just be an extra podcast episode. And then you promote it quite often as a way that people can support your show and something else that they could purchase with some content that they would enjoy. For example, on Noodle Mix Network, we have an unofficial Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast called Welcome to Level 7. Check it out at welcometolevel7.com, or I have the link in the show notes for this episode, number 205. What Ben and Daniel have done over there is created a bonus episode of their podcast, which is really a podcast about all things Marvel Universe, not just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this bonus podcast is their review and discussion about the horribly produced movie called Howard the Duck, which actually fits in with the Marvel Universe, but was a horribly done movie. And they have this bonus episode, and they've raised a few hundred dollars selling this bonus episode. In fact, what they did 
is they offer this bonus episode where you can purchase it and you choose the price you want to pay. You could pay a few dollars, you could pay $50 for this, and they have people at all aspects of that paying different amounts. Some people will choose to pay more because they love what is going on over there with the podcast. That's a great idea for bonus content. You could have a bonus episode of some sort. Other podcasts like The Absolute Peach is a comedy podcast, and then they have this thing that they call Tapas where it's bonus episodes. It's often post-show or pre-show, certain unedited things, extra content. It's basically bonus episodes. They sell it as a subscription, but you could produce bonus episodes as a one-off thing where people don't have to subscribe. They just purchase that outright bonus episode to hear what you think about a particular thing. This could apply to anything, really, any one of your podcast episodes or ideas that you have for a podcast episode could be a bonus episode that you sell. And then you can promote that across several episodes. You could promote that bonus episode for a year. Maybe you make one bonus episode per year or two bonus episodes, three, whatever works for you. But that's a great way to monetize by making extra content and also giving your fans the opportunity to get more content that they would enjoy. You could look at something like an unofficial commentary as a bonus piece of content that you could create. Passionate fans for movies and TV shows love going through the extra content on the discs and discovering the director's commentary and stuff. Sometimes, especially with TV shows, it can be really disappointing how little bonus content there is. I run the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time, and in all of the releases they have, of all 22 episodes in a season, only usually five of those episodes have some kind of commentary from the writers, the directors, some of the cast, maybe five out of 22 episodes. That's a huge missed opportunity for ABC. But a huge opportunity for me as an unofficial fan podcast host. So think about what you could do. Even if there is director's commentary for the entire set or the entire season, every single episode, you could have your own unofficial commentary that you release as a product and you record right along while you're watching the episode or the movie. And then you have more freedom to say things in that that maybe the directors and other cast members wouldn't have that freedom because there could be certain fan theories you want to point out that you predicted or that so-and-so was right or this is really close to certain fan fiction. Or you could say there's this theory here and this is evidence for it and then later on in another episode you say this is evidence for it too. So you can bring in stuff that people who are officially related to it cannot bring in. Just make sure that you make it obvious this is unofficial. It's fan commentary. This could be something that is hilarious commentary, kind of like the guys do with riff tracks, where they're really just making fun of the movie as it goes along and cracking jokes along the way. That can be really entertaining. And the other way that you could take this, though, is something more enlightening, where you're giving more explanation, more connections, more theories, observations, that kind of thing. So you're getting more in-depth Maybe there's certain behind-the-scenes stuff that you can bring in that you've learned about since that season has been produced. So making some kind of unofficial commentary could be a great way to create extra content that you could sell. 
So this is number one and probably the easiest thing for you to do since you're already used to creating great content. Just create another piece of great content and consider only making that available for sale. A lot of these things I'm going to share could also be bonuses for donators through Patreon or through your own donation system or something like that. Or Joyride is a new platform very similar to Patreon. Or these could be things that you have as special email opt-ins if you really want to encourage people to subscribe to your podcast via email or subscribe to your email list. Any of these could be opt-ins as well. So keep that in mind. But I'm looking at the perspective of making products that you could sell to give your fans what they would probably love to have, as well as possibly give you some extra dollars for each one that you sell. So that's number one, extra content. Number two, podcast merchandise. Your fans may want to represent with certain merchandise that contains your own branding. Consider homestarrunner.com, which is a Flash-based site, and it's often used as the example for when Flash doesn't work on mobile devices, and now Flash doesn't work on almost any mobile device, but the website is still really fun. It's really interesting and animated comics, basically, with funny voices, and they've developed this cult following to the point that they have a page on their site where they say, you don't need to donate. We make so much money just from selling merchandise. That's enough for us. We don't need your donations. Go ahead and just buy something. That's because people are so passionate about the show. They love it so much. And the show has great branding with it. This often requires kind of somewhat of a cult following for your show, which you can build no matter the size of your audience or the topic, you could develop a cult following where people would love to have something that has your logo because they just love your content so much. Maybe no one else in the world will understand that joke, but your fan understands it and they love it and they want to wear that on a t-shirt or on a mug or shoes or something like that. But you need to have some great branding with that, some strong branding that's also a bit flexible so you can apply it to different types of merchandise. For example, some ideas of things that you could create would be mugs, maybe some kind of apparel like hats, shirts, hoodies, shoes, or something else. You could create accessories like jewelry or buttons that people can wear, wristbands, maybe a device case like a case for an iPhone or an iOS device, or maybe it's a a mic stand or something that just looks cool. It could be something simple like stickers or posters or maybe cards like little gift cards or Hallmark kind of greeting cards. It could be something like a toy, like a plush toy that's related to your podcast in some way. Something that is a product designed from your podcast about your podcast for those really passionate, loyal, engaged fans of your podcast. Again, Rhett and Link also do this. If you go to rhettandlink.com slash store, you'll see their hoodies, their mugs, their t-shirts, their shoes, their other products that they sell, even like back episodes and music that you can buy from them, that kind of stuff people would love. If you have a podcast where you get silly and you do silly parody songs, maybe make a CD of those parody songs. Just be aware of certain copyright issues if you're parodying another song. Yes, that's allowed under fair use, but you still want to be careful and make sure you get permission before you start selling things like that. A very popular place to get these 
pieces of merchandise created would be Cafe Press. And there are many other sites out there that allow you to create merchandise with your own branding. And it could be something even as simple as a ballpoint pen. It's really up to you what kind of things you want to create, what you think your audience would enjoy. And definitely, if you've had any success or any attempts with this or recommendations for other services where you can get these kinds of things made, please comment on the show notes for episode 205 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash product ideas. That's number two, podcast merchandise. Number three, unofficial products. If you're making any kind of fan content or content really about anyone else's content, you may be able to make some unofficial products that people who like that other thing will also like your thing. You need to be very careful though about possibly violating copyrights or trademarks depending on how you make this other product and how you approach it. But for example, if you have a podcast that is all about a particular piece of software, maybe your product could be related to that piece of software. Or you have a TV show fan podcast, maybe you could make t-shirts that include certain quotations that fans of that TV show would get. Or maybe it's not even quotations, but it's just something that fans of that TV show can resonate with and would be proud to wear. It could just be saying something like, for once upon a time, the hashtag is oncer. That's what you are, is you're a oncer if you like the TV show Once Upon a Time. So you could just have a t-shirt that says, I'm a oncer, and it has some cool design to it or something or pretty pictures, or something about happy endings, or fairy tales, that kind of thing could go over really well with your audience. Not only your audience, but it could spread beyond your own audience to other people who like the same TV show. That can also be promotional opportunities for you, because you can put your website address, or something about your podcast, on that material, so that even if people outside of your podcast, who are fans of that other content, find your product, They'll then learn about your content that you create. You could create things like t-shirts, or you could even manufacture something yourself that is based on that other thing that you podcast about. Like you could make paintings, carvings, 3D printed models, and much more. Stuff that you create, or maybe you have other people create, that others would love to get because they love the content that you're talking about. Lumen Jello from WDW Radio has had huge success with this, creating unofficial products for fans of Disney and Disney parks. You could do something like this too. You don't have to have a massive audience. Just be very careful with the copyrights and trademarks. You might want to talk to that company's legal department or consult your own lawyer to make sure that you're not violating any copyrights or trademarks in the products that you try to create. So this is number three, unofficial products or unofficial fan products. Number four, training resources. You may be surprised how many different topics could really use some how-to information to go along with that topic. For example, you could have a video game podcast and you make a training resource that is how to score better in this game or what is the best game strategy here or how to get the most performance from your gaming PC, something like that. That could be a great training resource. If you have a podcast about knitting, well, a great thing that you could create would be a how to get started knitting 
course. Really, any kind of how to get started course could fit with almost any podcast out there, except the purely entertainment podcast, like a comedy podcast. The how-to might not fit so much, but there is a suggestion for that, and that could be how to tell a great story, how to find humor in life. You could create a product that is an uplifting product, but it's training something in some way. It's helping people as well as entertaining them. If you have a movie review podcast or a TV show fan podcast, you could maybe have some kind of training course on how to become an actor or how to produce your own short movie, something like that. These are how-to training resources that you could create that go along with your podcast. And these could be digital or you could sell them on disc or any kind of distribution method that you prefer. This is where you really need to get creative. Find out from your audience what they want to learn. And those can be great ideas for you to turn into training resources. That's number four, training resources. Number five, solutions. Beyond making the training resources, you could also create products that provide some kind of solution for people. I've done this and I really enjoy doing this for podcasters. Like this is why I created my social subscribe and follow icons plugin is because I saw a need for podcasters to be able to easily place specific icons and buttons to promote their podcast and their presence in social networks with podcast-specific apps and directories and such for podcasters like iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and iHeartRadio and Spreaker and things like that. I have icons for those in that plugin, Social Subscribe and Follow icons. It's really a plugin that I first created for myself in a very, very rough form. And several people said, wow, I really like that. Could you please put that on my site? So I charged them and customized a special version for them. And because I kept getting requests for this, I realized this is a solution that people want. I should turn this into an actual product, which I did. And there are still great big updates coming out for that. I'm, I'm working toward a version 2.0 in 2015 and 2.0 will be amazingly flexible and really awesome. I'm really excited about what will be in 2.0, but I'm working on getting this first update to 1.2 out as soon as a little bug is fixed in the update system. But if you want to check that out, I have a link to that in the show notes. I also created and continue to update podcastplaces.com. This is a free product that I'm creating. It's a solution product that is telling podcasters all the places that they and their podcasts should be, like conferences and podcasts and blogs about podcasting, and especially the apps and directories where you can submit your podcast for it to get more exposure. I also created my podcast reviews last year, which was the final realization of an idea I had for a couple years for solving this problem of automatically delivering your international podcast reviews to you on a regular basis so that you could thank these people in your podcast and thus get more reviews. And by getting more reviews, climb the charts in iTunes and be more highly respected for the content that you're creating. That's why I created my podcast reviews. And I'm a customer of my podcast reviews as well. It's a service that I thoroughly believe in and believe it's providing a great solution to podcasters because it saves them so much time, especially if you have any more than one podcast. Trying to check your international iTunes reviews is a huge pain. So that's why I created my podcast reviews as a solution 
to fix a pain point for podcasters and help them to grow their podcast. And I've got other solutions and training resources I'm developing, like my SEO for podcasters training resource. That goes under number four, a training resource. And I have other solutions I'm developing. So look for pain points and needs that your audience has. Ask them what annoys you in this thing. What do you wish was different? If you could have anything to make your work or your enjoyment, your entertainment flow better, what would it be? What's something you wish existed? Look for these kinds of ideas. And these could become physical products or digital products that you create. Maybe a WordPress plugin, a a worksheet that helps people, some kind of software they install in their computer, or something completely different. If the idea catches on, like with other things, you could find a customer base beyond your own audience and thus build your audience as well by creating these kinds of products. So these five different product ideas for podcasters are number one, extra content, number two, podcast merchandise, number three, unofficial fan products, number four, training resources, and number five, solutions. If you've tried any of these or have maybe purchased any of these from other podcasters, I would love to hear from you on what your experience has been and what you might recommend under any of these points. Please comment on the show notes for episode 205 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash product ideas. One of the products that I'm creating, and I've had to postpone it just a little bit because it's a much bigger product than I anticipated it being, is my SEO for Podcasters course. It is launching on January 16th, 2015, and I already have released the first couple sessions to everyone who has pre-ordered it, and I'll be releasing another session very soon. One of the sessions alone, just talking about website search engine optimization, is over three hours of content. That's just one piece of the several sessions. In SEO for Podcasters, I talk about foundational SEO, about what SEO is and what our perspective should be in coming to search engine optimization. I talk about iTunes-specific search engine optimization. I talk about using other platforms to boost your SEO. I talk about how to measure your performance and the results you're getting from your search engine optimization. And I talk about what to do with your incoming visitors who are discovering you from search engines. And what do you do with them? How do you get them to stay subscribed and connect with you in other ways and consume your other content? That's all part of SEO for podcasters. It's over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash SEO. That is a digital training product. It's a resource that I realized podcasters are often asking about how they can implement search engine optimization. Most SEO techniques out there are designed for bloggers or for other kinds of website owners. I couldn't find anything specifically for podcasters. And there are some great tools available, especially now, that make podcast SEO so much more accessible and so much more powerful as well. So check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash SEO. I want to thank three people for leaving reviews for me in iTunes Philippe Conaway said, informative and inspirational. I wish I knew about this podcast back when I started mine in May of 2014. It would have saved me a lot of growing pains. I am even tempted to create another podcast just so I can put all the new things I've learned from Daniel into motion. 
Thank you very much, Philippe. I really enjoy that. There was more to the review as well. You can read that in the show notes or the link from the show notes. Whiskey Boy Radio Matt said, great stuff for all podcasters. I've been podcasting for over seven years. Congratulations, Matt. And I still find great value and lots of great new ideas and things to use to help my podcast to continue to get better. And Kimberly Slusher from Distracted Life Podcast said, I am on episode eight of my podcast. And while it is not perfect, with Daniel's help, I know I can make the gradual changes each episode to get it to the quality I want it to be. I just got my first iTunes review this week and it was five stars. Thanks to your help. Well, thank you very much, Matt, Philippe, and Kimberly for your kind reviews in iTunes. I really appreciate those. They really, really encourage me and they help other people find the podcast too. If you would like to write a review for the podcast, please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes or theaudacitypodcast.com slash Stitcher. And yes, all of these are polled with the help of my podcast reviews. So check that out for your own podcast over at mypodcastreviews.com. Watch for the next episode in which Brian from ProfitCast and I will both be talking about how podcasters are making money with their podcasts. We're going to do a crossover episode where it will be the same content in both the Audacity to Podcast and in ProfitCast. I'm really looking forward to this. This will be a lot of fun. Watch for that in episode 206, the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Please let me know how I can help you in podcasting. Please email me, feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or go to the website and send a voice message at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Comment on the show notes to let me know what your experience has been in either creating products for your podcast or maybe the products that you've seen other podcasters create that maybe you purchased or you thought about purchasing. I love your perspective on this. So comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash product ideas. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.